Welcome to the Child Care Pro Circle Podcast, where we educate on topics that are directly related to the business of child care. Please enjoy the expertise of our special guests in an adult-friendly, relaxed atmosphere. Get ready to take away some useful gems, so feel free to take some notes. This podcast aims to help child care professionals leverage information to create processes, scale, and grow their businesses. I am your host, Spring C. Jackson, child care owner, best-selling author, speaker, and your Winner Circle child care consultant. Good evening. I am so pleased to have my special guest, Dr. Jacqueline White-Maxwell, our new super friend on the show with us this evening. All right, I'm going to go ahead and read Miss Miss Dr. Jackie's, um, let me start that over. I'm going to go ahead and read Dr. Jackie's bio, and then we will ask her in her own words to tell us who she is and what she does. Dr. Jacqueline White-Maxwell is founder and coaching executive officer of Jack Lavelle Coaching and Consulting Group, LLC. She motivates men and women to push through adversities, eradicate misspoken impossibilities, and mend the life interruptions of brokenness, Dr. Jackie partners with you in facing the impact of you of their destiny incompleteness due to losses and unresolved grief. Dr. Jackie is a passionate speaker, consultant, author, coach, and inspirational leader. As a transformational coach, she helps people transform their minds, change their behavior, and equip them with tools to live with purpose. Dr. Jackie states that what I do is my vocar, my vocation, and my calling. She walks out her vocar as a grief recovery specialist, empowerment speaker, life coach, and leadership consultant. She is committed to helping people move from a place of brokenness, wishing it had been better, different, or more, to a place of wholeness and joy. Dr. Jackie has an earned doctorate of strategic leadership from Regent University School of Business and Leadership in Virginia Beach, Virginia. As a result of her extensive background in the human services field, Dr. Jackie is one of a few professionals nationally selected by the Grief Recovery Method Institute to pursue certification as an advanced grief recovery method specialist. This allows her to provide the grief recovery program one-on-one online. Recognizing the connection between loss and addiction, Dr. Jackie intertwines her passion as grief specialist with 35 plus years as a certified substance abuse professional. She is also a member of the International Coaching Federation. A gifted exhorter and a compassionate motivator as a speaker, her authenticity resonates in the hearts of her audience. Dr. Jackie will admonish you to illuminate those dark secret places, amplify your voice so that you can boldly walk in the life you were created to live. Welcome, Dr. Jackie, and thank you for your time and for sharing your expertise with us. Yes, 
hello to you and thank you so much for this opportunity. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. So to get us started, can you please tell us in your own words? Now, I, that was a, a wonderful bio, a wonderful write-up, but can you tell us in your own words who you are and what it is that you do? Okay. Well, I am blessed to, to have the assignment, and I call it an assignment because I don't believe it, anything is done by happenstance, but right. God has given me an assignment, and it, it flows in my purpose, and it is to assist men and women in shifting from a place of where they are to moving into the dreams and aspirations in which they have so desired. So moving from a, a place that we often say is a stuck place mm-hmm. or a place that's stagnant and moving into a, a, a greater place of, of life and living life on a, a higher level. Um, been doing this for, for many years, and for, for many of those years, I, I worked in the prison system doing the work doing this kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so fortunate, didn't see that coming, but we're so fortunate to be able to touch the lives of men, women, and adolescents who were in the prison system and employ the various uh, gifts and tools that I um, have over the years um, matured into as far as a counselor, a coach, um, as well as an administrator. Um, so that's a little bit about what I do, and and as far as myself, I think you you you've shared quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I am the founder and the the president of the Jack LaBelle Coaching and Consulting Group, and I am a transformational coach, and I'm also an, I am a certified advanced grief recovery specialist. So uh, that's that's just a little just a little nugget just about a little who bit. I am. And what I do. <laughs> Just a little bit. You have yeah. quite the quite the assignment on you, definitely, and you have achieved so many things already, and I'm sure there is much more that will come from you that will touch the lives of the people that cross your path. So, um, so tell me, what are some things from your professional perspective that could assist child care providers in their day-to-day success? Yes, absolutely, and that's, that's an area that I have done quite a bit of, of work in uh, as far as assisting adults in helping children with loss. You know, when, when, I, when I talk about loss, I'm, I'm talking about various types of loss. Mm-hmm. And what we have never really been taught to do is how to handle when, we, when there is a loss. Mm-hmm. So when there's a loss, we grieve. Well, grief is is normal. Grief is natural, it, and it's the reaction to any change or loss that we experience of any kind. And our children have those same experiences. Well, if we have, if, if we as adults don't know how to handle losses, then how in the world can we prepare and equip our young people who who experience loss all the time? Now. Right. I'm not just talking about death. I'm, I'm talking about various types of losses. So for young people, think about this. 
any change in a familiar pattern of behavior or any shift in their structure or any time that there's um, uncertainty of their safety or any inconsistency of, of their day-to-day routine, a change in their day-to-day routine. I see all of that and, and think about over the past now, a few years in which we've experienced COVID. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what was happening for the adults as well as for, for the children. And so I, mm-hmm. I do a lot of work with, um, actually, I have, a, have had the opportunity to present a program entitled Helping Children with Loss. And this is a, a part of the Grief Recovery Institute. Um, and, and it has been tremendously beneficial for the adults as well as for the children as far as knowing how to address that incompleteness mm-hmm. when there has been a loss. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was going to um, say that loss is not just about death. It's more mm-hmm. than just that. But I think when you hear the word grief, you hear the word grieving, it's immediately attached to the death of a loved one, a pet, or something like that. Someone has passed away or someone has died in your life. But loss is so many more things than that. I mean, you touched on um, some of them, and that's just, you know, to scratch the surface. But there are so many um, forms of loss, like you said, that uncertainty, that shift in their structure, their day-to-day lives, their routine even, it can be considered yeah. a loss. And uh, one other point that I wanted to make is that adults really sometimes forget that or don't think of it in that way when they're going through their day-to-day, that their children's lives are being just as affected by the things that they are going through or do or experiencing all the time. So that's something to think about. Um when we are forming and shaping the day-to-day or the lives of children on a regular basis. So um, let me take a quick pause here. We're going to thank the listening audience for listening to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We're going to take one short break and recognize our sponsors. Child Care Pro Circle podcast is brought to you by Kingdom Kids Child Care. You're a star too, and not just baskets. Kingdom Kids Child Care is your child's home away from home experience, providing safe, quality care that won't break the budget. Your star two jewelry and gifts are handmade items such as custom-made earrings, jewelry sets, and other handcrafted art pieces, personal items, to home decor. Not just baskets, are homemade baskets created to your exact specifications for any occasion. Birthdays, anniversaries, baby shower gifts, and custom designer baskets for men, women, and children. The book collaboration, Pearls, is a collection of advice and guidance for women who want to excel in various areas of their life, career, and business. In this engaging combination of intimate stories, thought-provoking guidance, strategic advice, and practical tips, 11 emerging leaders share pearls of wisdom. By the time you finish reading Pearls, you'll walk away with a collection of invisible pearl necklaces that will make you feel empowered. You will have a renewed sense of direction 
and confidence to face what's next for you. Order your copy of Pearls today. Welcome back. I am Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle Podcast. And we'll continue our conversation with our guest, Dr. Jackie. Now, Dr. Jackie, what things do you feel the children see in our behavior that we don't realize? Kind of what I was talking about before the break. What do you feel as if children see in our behavior that we don't realize that they're listening to, learning from, affected by? Mm. And I'm glad you asked that question because that's so very important. So think about it. If if we as adults were always taught to acquire things, however, we don't know what to do or how to address or handle when there are losses. Think about what the children are seeing, what they are, are witnessing. Okay? Think about what the children are hearing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for example, for myself as a, a child, I remember um, having a playtime, being outside, and something upset me at, with my friends, and I came in the house crying. I went went to my mother, and she said, "Okay, okay, stop. Okay, stop crying. Stop crying. Now go upstairs, wash your face." And come back. Mm-hmm. Have you get yourself together? So that's what I did. I came back, and when I came back, she said, "Okay, now that's better. Now here, I got a surprise for you." And she pulls out this big cookie. Okay, now let's unpack that for a second, friend. Mm-hmm. So the messages that I experienced and received in that situation was, "Don't cry." Don't feel. Mm-hmm. Stop all that noise. Okay. It, it was as if there was something wrong with me for hurting. Right. Okay. The other message was go upstairs, get yourself together, and then when you are then when you've gotten yourself together, rejoin the family. Okay. So that so the message in that was no, I needed to get myself together in isolation. Mm-hmm. No one wanted to be bothered or be around me when I was sad. Mm-hmm. So I needed to isolate myself. Now think about this. I'm a, I'm a child, and these are my instructions. Right. Okay. And once I washed my face, okay, because no one wants to see a, a sad child, even now, keep in mind we're saying grieving is normal and natural react, reaction to a loss of any kind. Okay, right. so I needed to correct my face. I needed to correct my behavior. I needed to change. I needed to make a change. Okay, I needed to do something and then come back. When I come back to where my parents were, I wasn't asked now. Why are you saying? Right. I was mm-hmm. told, here's a cookie. While that temporarily shifted things for me, I, you know, my eyes lit up and I was excited and, you know, here's a cookie. Sure, I might have felt better for a minute. For a moment. But I never had the opportunity to talk about 
why I was sent. To resolve the issue. And so what transpired was over the years, and, and, and granted, I had wonderful parents. I mean, without a doubt, I'm so blessed. I'm not, and, and this isn't about, you know, not, not being able to parent. It's just about having some additional tools to, to be mm-hmm. a better parent. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, how that played out for me was there were times in which if I was sad, I, I knew that I needed to leave the room leave the situation. It didn't matter if there were adults there. It didn't matter what the environment was, but I needed to leave. Uh-huh. Now, understand, when we when we don't address these issues, they continue to grow with us from one relationship to the next. Uh-huh. As years went on, I've recognized that while, you know, I didn't drink, I didn't drug, but I, but I, one of the things that I was aware of later in life, and I'm talking 20s and 30s, that food had a, a different impact on me than, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I got excited about food. Mm-hmm. Now you speak my I got language. excited about mm-hmm. food. I got excited about um, how food made me feel. Mm-hmm. Times when I felt lonely, that's where I went to Eating something good, eating, yes, eating a big cookie, eating a a donut. Yeah, and it's the thing now, that you can control at the moment. It's the thing that can you can control that will give you that feeling of security, a feeling of um, I'm okay. Um, yeah. This is helping me with whatever my emotions are. That's what I attach to food. I'm, you're speaking my language because I'm literally a bigger girl for this very thing. So let's talk it out. Mm-hmm. And so, so for me, how that transpired in my 20s and 30s, my weight just continued to increase. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, you know, now, the part I didn't say is that what also was going on in my household was my father had a problem with drinking. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I remember my mother very sad and crying because it was necessary for her to get a divorce. And she said, there's no one in our family that has divorced. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, as time went on, I, their divorce was going to mean I was going to have two houses to visit at Christmas time, or I was going to get some extra gifts. There were going to be two Christmas trees, or you know. So again, that I never discussed that with anyone, but I also thought about, wow, my mom isn't going to be crying anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I pretty much vowed that I wasn't going to drink. That was not going to be my thing. And I was going, you know, I was going to have a great life because I wasn't going to have alcohol. Mm-hmm. But what became my serve, my short-term energy relieving behavior okay. was food. Mm-hmm. I identify. Mm-hmm. I identify with that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's just one example of what of what we teach our, you know, teach our children, you know, in order order for the child to to be 
um, comforted, we we put something in their mouth. Right. Or in order for us to no longer, we don't want to hear that noise, so go get yourself together, or mm-hmm. whatever the case might be, we give them something to temporarily food, whatever pain they might yeah. be experiencing. And dismiss the behavior so that we can yes. move on. <laughs> that's right. Okay. And that, that's real. Yeah, it's very real. And like you're bringing up my past, like as we're talking, like you're bringing up a lot of my past. Basically, we were seen and not heard. So we were heard. It was hurry up, fix your face, get it together and get them back in here and act like you got some sense. That was literally a lot of my conversation that I had when I was little. So when I and I'm an emotional being recognizing that now as an adult, um, so I never really got to work through the emotions effectively. So then I found, like, I found food as well because it soothed the emotions. And it was the thing that I can control since my life was always seemingly out of control. You know, those dysfunctional families, dysfunctional things going on in pretty much every family. Um, even if it was mild, some more than others, you know, each family dynamic was different. But still along the same plane without any real knowledge of how to fix the thing going on without just Mm -hmm. trying to sweep it under the rug and get it out of the way and hide things and not be, you know, it was almost that thing where we don't want to seem like anything is wrong. So you better not be acting up in front of people or you better not be, you know, those types of things. So let me ask you this. How do you think that we get to this point that we're displaying this kind of behavior? What is that? Um, how do we get there? What, what is it a society thing? Is it a, what is your opinion on that? It, it's short. I mean, you know, something a taught and some things are taught. So, you know, a, a lot of it, as children, we, we watch, we observe, and, and then we re- respond, or then we, we act it out. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when we hear, don't feel bad, or don't feel, okay, mm-hmm. so that means I, I need to suck it up, and I need to, I need mm-hmm. to stuff those feelings. Mm-hmm. Or when, as, as adults, we, we have, learned and seen is necessary to replace the law. Replace the law, you know, so that you you have to inform the child that the the dog has died. Don't worry about it. I'll get you another dog. Well the incompleteness as far as the experience and the relationship with that dog does never happen. There's no closure. The adult, mm-hmm. That's right. The, the adult has never allowed the child to talk about wow. that law. Wow. What, what I refer to is undelivered communication. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have never had the opportunity to, to say to someone, I'm sorry, or to express um, your, your feelings or experiences about moving from one city to the next. It was mm-hmm. it was just told to you as a child, we're going to move, and 
you're gonna have a you're gonna go to a new school and it's gonna be really nice and you're gonna have a nice house and but still it's a law. Sure, those things might be true. It might be a better experience. And so replacing the loss does not work. Grieving alone, that's another myth. Mm-hmm. I call it the miseducation of the griever. We also, you know, we say, okay, you need you need this time alone. You need to just go right. get your yeah. together. Because that's the only way to handle anything. I'm sorry, I said that. I said cause, because that's the only way to handle some at anything, and I said that sarcastically, because <laughs> just go, just right. just go, just go over there, or go figure it out right. by yourself when that's people right. need people. And so, Doctor Jackie, I need you to get out of my backyard because so much of what you already <laughs> said today is my life and things that I've been through and things that you know. So, this is not happening to just. Um, somebody else. This is happening mm-hmm. to almost everybody, unbeknownst to them. You know what they need to do to heal some of this stuff, or identify some of the things that they've gone through, so that they can get on a path to healing. Because I do see so many people that would really use some, you know, self-reflection, you know, looking back on things and just kind of unpacking some of the things that they've been through, you know, and just really realizing the impact that not only their life, their past has had on their life, but how their past is impacting others. And so, and I put that back in the mindset of a child care provider or leaders in that field, how much the things that have gone on with them, they don't really realize how much they inflect that onto others as well as um, identify it in the children so that they can better serve the children in their care. Yeah, absolutely. That is so true. Okay. And and, Uh and the behaviors come out in so many different ways. Exactly. And so when we're trying to figure out why this child can't be still or um, won't stop crying or every time you take their jacket off when they get there, it's a fight or, you know, that jacket not coming off may mean that that child is is not in control of anything in their lives. And that's the one thing that they can control. And please just don't take that because this is gone and that is left. And this is, you know my house life is upside down and sometimes I would venture to say never is any parent coming to us giving their whole story and letting us know what's inside their house and going on which is why their child might be acting up and those are some things that we need to look past the behavior and identify the need and I say that all Mm -hmm. the time to my to my um my staff look past the behavior and identify the need and meet the need even if it is a rub your back you don't have to know exactly what's going on but rub your back and work them through the emotions so that they don't feel abandoned yet again like there goes another adult not even trying to figure out what's going on with me or not even seeming as if they care right so so let us um take a another pause right here I want to thank the listening audience for listening in to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We're going to take a quick break for some inspiration and we'll be right back. Creating culture in your child care center isn't something that happens overnight. 
you will need to think carefully about the values you cherish, the environment you wish to create, and the experiences you want to provide. Then you'll need to communicate that vision with your staff, hold them accountable to it, and commit each day to expressing that culture through your words and actions at work. Lastly, a positive organizational culture won't just help you recruit the best employees, it will help you keep them once they're hired. Childcare is difficult, rewarding, yes, but undeniably difficult. A great work environment can keep teachers going. Welcome back. I am Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. And we will continue this conversation with our guest, Dr. Jackie, excuse me, Dr. Jacqueline White Maxwell. So glad that you're here. Um, so, in your bio, it mentions the phrase destiny incompleteness. Can you unpack that a little for the listeners? Absolutely. So, rather than bring talking about closure because mm-hmm. it shuts the door but if you think about it whatever the loss might be there there very possibly are some fond memories mm-hmm. even if the, the relationship wasn't all that great there's still some fond memories so what what I propose and, and the work that I do with adults is really about not closing doors or closing, but being able to address that un that, that undelivered communication and that incompletion. Because mm-hmm. that's what that's the backpack of rocks that we take from relationship to relationship. Yes. That's the baggage that we carry. Inside that baggage is the incompleteness. Okay? So if if you're incomplete, you go from you go from relationship to relationship with with not fully being able to share with who you who you really are, the real you. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling hemmed in and stuck and paralyzed and trapped and caught, mm, that that feels like prison. That feels like incarceration. Mm-hmm. But when you're able to move into a place of complete completion. And and there are tools that when I do the work individually as well as with group, there there are tools that we address, such as forgiveness. You know, yeah. ha- having a, a a a depth of an understanding of what forgiveness really is. Uh-huh. Whether it's forgiving yourself or forgiving um a a person who has left you. So those are some of the tools that align with the the incompleteness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Dr. Jackie, we truly appreciate you taking the time to share all of this valuable information with our listening audience. I hope you enjoyed being on the show with us today because I certainly enjoyed you. Well, thank you. Absolutely. May I leave a, a couple of uh, tips with the audience? Absolutely, because I forgot that part. I always ask our guests, so thank you for reminding me. Please give the listening audience some tips, tools, or resources that can start them on their journey um, to 
just kind of combat what they've been through, um, have some relief for the grief recovery, just, just whatever tips or tools that you can give us that would get us started. And then I always do a shameless plug because first of all, I'm the master delegator. And I say that all the time because I have realized and I've learned that we can try to do it our, our, ourselves. We, we have some DIY queens and kings out there, but tapping into those resources from those experts that have what you may need to start your recovery, um, all the other guests that have been on here, really it is important that we connect with people that have that expertise that can really help us on our way. Because Dr. Jackie said some things on this podcast um, tonight that really resonated with me. Like when I said, I wish you get out of my backyard because I literally, she touched on each time she answered a question, it was just like aha moments popping up in my head all the time. So I definitely recommend the listening audience tap into the people that are on the show. And that's why we're doing this so that you have the resources that you need. You can speak to the people who actually have the expertise that you don't have and it can you never know what can propel you into your next. So please give the listening audience some tips, tools, or a resource that will help them. Sure. So these, these are just, uh, I'm, I'm just going to give six, because sometimes if, if we, we give too many, it's too easy to, to forget them and not be yeah. able to recall, you know, how, how we can most benefit and identify First one is listen with your heart. Mm-hmm. As adults, we, we must listen with our heart and not our head. Really listen to what the child is saying and what the child is not saying. Allow the child to express all emotions without judgment, without criticism, and without analysis. Okay? So if the child is is, is having a, a difficult time, um, maybe be, because the, the, one of the parents is uh, not physically present. Maybe the, ch- the parent is incarcerated, or maybe the parent is working in another city. Allow the child to express emotions without judgment, criticism, or analysis. Okay, number two, recognize that grief is emotional. Not intellectual. Mm-hmm. Emotional, not intellectual. So avoid the trap of asking your child, what is wrong? What's wrong with you? Because what's, what are they going to say? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing's wrong. I'm all right. Okay, so grief is emotional, not intellectual. Number three, you are the adult. So when you're sharing, you go first. But the key is tell the truth about your own grief. To be able to say, I just saw this, that school shooting and that really makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth about your own grief. 
don't be afraid to say, I remember feeling sad when I lost my dog. Or I remember feeling sad when I found out that we were going to have to move. Or I remember feeling sad when I didn't get an A and I got a C. Okay? So, but the, the key with that is don't try to compare your losses or your loss to theirs. Mm-hmm. In other words, so you should, really shouldn't feel that bad because, I mean, you didn't get a D, you got a C. Wow. That's good. So, so that's key. So the first one, listen with your heart, not your head. And be careful not to judge, criticize, or analyze. The second one, grief is emotional, not intellectual. So stay away from saying, what is wrong? What is wrong? What's the matter with you? Okay. The third one, you are the adult. Go first. Start, start the conversation. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth about your own grief. Don't be afraid to just say, yeah, I remember when I. Right. And then number four, remember that each of your children is unique and has a unique relationship to the lost event. So if, let's say you are, you're a classroom teacher, you're an educator, mm-hmm. and the, the toy, I mean the um, pet turtle that has been in the classroom for the past six months, you come back from um, winter break and the, the turtle is dead. Okay, the, different children will have different experiences but, because of that t- turtle. But some is going to trigger some emotions that have nothing to do with that turtle. Mm-hmm. But remember that each of your children is unique. The loss could be the same. The same. It could be a turtle. It could be a person. Right. But each child has a unique relationship to the loss event. That's key. Number five, be patient. Don't force the child to talk. Nice. Encourage them to talk, but don't force them to talk. Be patient. And then number six, avoid saying, don't feel sad, don't feel scared, don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. Sadness and fear are normal feelings. Especially following And so those are some some tips I hope to that you can can take with you. Um and, and and pretty easy to actually employ on a on a daily basis. Um one of the things Spring I think that is, is so key and I, I I desire to do more of it is to to talk with educators and to meet with educators so that think about the power of the, the educators in a school system or in a uh, in a particular school having this same language. Mm-hmm. Because the parents often don't spend as much time with the child as the teachers do. Exactly. But if the teachers are with the children and they know what to look for and how to respond, 
to losses. Think about the power of that network. The network of the teacher, the network of the parents. That pushes that child into a place of, of success, of being able to walk in that place of completeness instead of that space of incompleteness. Right. So those are those are some of the tips. Um, as far as resources, we, I, I encourage your listeners. I, I encourage you to, to to reach out to me, Jack Lavelle Coaching and Consulting Group. Um, I can be located on Facebook, Jack Lavelle Coaching. Um, my website is jacklavelle.com. J A C L O V as in victory, E L L E dot com. And I'm also on Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm here, I'm committed, and I'm certain that we can make a difference by transformation, transforming from the inside out. We as adults, as we change ourselves, as we change our lives, as we take a look at our, ourselves at a different place and, a, and make space for our, our losses and, and our grieving, then that positively impacts our children. Absolutely. I would totally agree. Now, my last thing I was going to ask you was to share with us how the listeners can contact you and support you, but you did tell us you... Um, so listeners, we will also post this when we set out our um, advertisements for when this is airing. But just as a reminder, go to www.jaclovelle.com. That's www.jacklavelle.com. If you are interested in connecting with Dr. Jackie, um, I really, really encourage that um, listeners do that. Each and every one of us has something that we could um, reach out to her for, glean from her knowledge, connect with her in some way. So we thank you one more time for taking your time and um, sharing with us all of your tips, tools, um, of course, you as a resource and just all of this wealth of knowledge that you, um, I hope that our listening audience, as I open the podcast, it says I, you, you might want to take some notes. So hope that there was some note taken being done and those that took notes will reach out to Dr. Jackie again, one last time, Dr. Jackie, thank you so much for being on with us and you have a great night. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to tune in to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We truly hope that the information shared in this episode has enlightened, inspired, or encouraged you to take action in some area of your business. ChildcareProCircle.com is where you will be able to find all of the podcast episodes. They are also posted weekly in our Facebook community, Circle Time with Spring C. Jackson. Services I offer 
products and opportunities to request me to speak to your community, including all of my social media platforms and so much more can be found on the website springcjackson.com. For the continued success of your child care, I welcome you to join the Winner Circle.